Good morning. Good morning. I welcome each and every one of you to the prayer call this morning. We welcome, we welcome Abba Father. We welcome our Lord Jesus and we welcome the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. You are welcome on this prayer call. May your holy presence saturate it and saturate your people, all of those that have called in. When we think, when we take time to pause and think of your goodness to us, it's overwhelming. You know, in Psalms 126 and 3, it tells us the Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. Are you glad this morning when you think about the good things that God has done for you? We're mindful, Father, of all that you have done. We take time to pause and contemplate on those things. We thank you for loving us and caring for our needs. You are our provider. We thank you that you are good. You are good in your mercy. Your mercy endures forever. You have given us victory. Victory by the blood of Jesus. And you enforce victory for your people. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for fighting for us. We thank you that the year 2023 is the year in which the righteous shall be exalted. That this is the year of the builder. We know that Moses chose confident, well-able men to lead. May we, your church, do so also. May we choose well. Lead us. Lead us. Show us. Guide us. Guide us on our journey. Let the church, let the ecclesia be a force to be reckoned with against the forces of evil that are all around. And we say, let God arise. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Amen. Hallelujah. So again, I want to say, Excuse me. I want to say welcome, everyone. No matter who you are, no matter where you're calling in from, we want to say welcome to you. And, you know, I'd like to introduce um, our team to you this morning because it does take a team to make the call possible. We want to um, acknowledge the pastors of New Destiny Ministry, and that is Bishop Christopher Carl Smith and Lady Adrian Smith. 
You know, God called them out, <clears throat> excuse me, and placed them to lead and guide a people. May we always cover them in prayer. Always pray for them, building a hedge of protection around them and around their entire family. We give thanks to God for them. Amen. Our call is run by our controllers. Thank God for the controllers. And this morning we have Sister Tanika Smothers. And so I want to say thank you, Tanika. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for getting up ahead of us and making sure the call is up and running so that we can get on. We thank God for you. And we ask God to bless you, your life, your family, every part of who you are. May the Lord bless you. My name is Heather Dawson, and I am the facilitator for this morning. And it's a privilege and it's an honor to facilitate the call. I thank God for every opportunity that is given. And I want to introduce our devotion leader this morning, and that is Elder Gail Knowles. Most of us know her, love her, appreciate her. So good morning, Elder. How are you this morning? Good morning, Elder Heather. I am blessed, and I'm raring to go. (laughs) I'm excited. Good. Amen. I kind of felt you were ready and that you would be raring to go this morning. Praise God. And so I want to uh, also introduce our prayer leader uh, this morning, and that's our minister, Helena Marty. She is going to lead us in the time of prayer. And so I want to say good morning to Minister Helena who became a grandma, and she is enthralled at this new baby that is in their uh, family. How are you this morning, Helena? <laughs> I am blessed, and I wanted to add and highly favorite, you know, starting with uh, the guilt. So <laughs> I am just so excited. <laughs> oh, dear. Yes, excited and highly favored. Yes, we are highly favored. Can you see yourself before the Lord? I mean, it's awesome. And you know how you get that excitement is by being in the Word and being in His presence. And you know, if you want to have that same joy and that same excitement, um, and you want to have, you know, the joy of the Lord, get in the Word. Spend time with Him. God, God will meet you wherever you are. Hallelujah. So let's go before the Lord with a word of prayer as both Elder Gail and Minister Helena prepare their hearts. Father, we ask that you would anoint both of these servants of yours. May the word come forth with clarity and do the work for which it has been sent. And may the very utterance of prayer that will be done in agreement, bring the answers that are needed. And this I pray in Jesus' name. 
Amen and amen. So, Elder Gail, we're ready for you. Please come. Thank you, Elder Heather. It's an honor for me to be here as well. I haven't been on for a while, and uh, I forgot what it feels like to be able to have this great responsibility, and I don't take it lightly. I want to start this morning very quickly in Second Timothy, and Paul is uh, charging Timothy how to conduct himself and how to be in the church. And uh, he said in Second Timothy, the 20th verse, I'm going to read three verses. In a palace you find out of the Passionate Bible. In a palace you find many kinds of containers and tableware for many different uses. Some are beautifully inlaid with gold or silver, but some are made of wood or earthenware. Some of them are used for banquets and special occasions, and some are everyday use. But you, Timothy, must not see your life and ministry this way. Your life and ministry must not be disgraced, for you are to be a pure container of Christ. That's the word that I want to sow into you right now, is that you become a full and pure container of Christ and dedicated to the honorable purposes of your master prepared for every good work that he gives you to do. Run as fast as you can from all the ambitions and the lust of youth and chase after all that is pure. Whatever builds up your faith and deepens your love must become your holy pursuit. And live in peace with all those who worship our Lord Jesus with pure hearts. Stay away from all of the foolish arguments of the immature For these disputes will only generate more conflict. For a true servant of the Lord Jesus Christ will not be argumentative, but gentle towards all, skilled in helping others to see the truth, having great patience toward the immature. Then with meekness, you'll be able to carefully enlighten those who argue with you so that they can see God's gracious gift of repentance and be brought to the truth. This will cause them to rediscover themselves and escape from the snare of Satan who caught them in his trap so they would be carrying out his purposes. The reason I read this to you is because in the church there are many types of people. Many people that are coming in today are people who are escaping the snare of the devil. They aren't mature. They aren't ready for service. Some of them need to just sit for a while and be consistent. And we need to learn as mature believers, and I'm believing the mature believers are on the call this morning, that we have a responsibility to help those that come in. We have a responsibility to use love as our uh, weapon, to use love as our compass, to use the word of God, to equip ourselves to be able to handle what is coming and what has already begun to come. We look around now and I see the church is filling up supernaturally. It looks like God is absolutely pouring out and bringing amazing people. And it's our responsibility as those who are already there 
and that have become servants of God, hopefully, because we've been sitting under the word, many of us, for a long time. I was counting up this morning how many years I've spent in church. You know, I talk about my testimony of being a wild woman, but let me tell you something. I've spent over 55 years in church seriously. Uh, As a child, up until 16, and then from there on and to where I'm at today, I'm familiar with church culture. I'm familiar with serving in church. I would never have chosen me personally. God, I kind of laugh. I think he's got a good sense of humor because he really had to build me. And what he had to use were people in the church to help me learn how to be the church. So we have great, a, a big responsibility, and Bishop is trying his absolute best. We're in a reset right now where God is giving us another opportunity to uh, develop the structure and the foundation of the church. The Word of God is our foundation. And, you know, these are serious times that we're living in. We've chosen, we've been chosen for such a time as this. And this church culture is not easy. We must be mature. We've got to be word-based. We've got to be Christian in order to survive. Head knowledge isn't going to get it for us. We're going to have to have the word knowledge. And we have to apply and, and use that knowledge when we're with one another, when we're in the church. You know, the church is not the building. The church is us. Christ lives in us. The Holy Spirit lives in us. We're these Gone are the days of the ridiculous stuff that we've seen in church, the petty gossip, the petty arguments, the constant wanting to have a title, have a name. You know, I kind of, sometimes I just kind of wish we didn't any of us have a title that we would just be mature believers and that we would be seen as equal with one another. One's not any better than the other because they're an elder, they serve as a minister, or they're a deacon. This stuff is the worldly stuff. But in the church, we need to look at one another through Christ, through the lens of Christ. We need to see each other. And we need to be able to develop and help people. We need to, the word even says that we need to learn and amplify how to adapt ourselves to people. This, for me personally, has been an experience that I, I'm grateful. I am absolutely grateful that I have been, and I say it all the time, but I truly mean it. My life is developing because of my unity in my church, because of the conflicts in my church, because of the opportunities to get to know people, to be able to learn how to adapt to other cultures, to other people, to be able to get me off of my mind and begin to start praying for someone beside myself. I'm learning to mature in a church. I didn't come into the church like that. I came in bruised and broken. But I came in, and I'm encouraging you today. I know my time's already up, uh, (laughs) but I have about five pages of notes. But you know what? That's okay. We're going to learn. We're going to learn how to walk in this reset. We're going to hear the word. We're going to stay in the word. We're going to have conflict resolution. We're going to learn. We're going to develop. And if you're here 
and you're under the sound of my voice, be engaged in learning how to have your character developed in the Word. You know, uh, one thing that I will say after being in church as long as I have been and being in the music ministry primarily, and then I got into the administrative back office, and now I'm out among the people more than I ever have been, and I'm loving it. But I wasn't ready to be out among the people many, many years ago. But we're being equipped, and I thank God for our leaders, and I thank God we need to pray for our leaders, pray for, like Elder Heather said, for our bishop, for our uh, Pastor Adrian, their families, everyone in the church. We need to care enough to um, think about them and pray for them and let God use us wisely. Um, I, I just want to close with this. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus for the opportunity just to have a couple of moments, just to sow some seeds, scatter it out there, throw it out there. Help us to understand our responsibility when we're selecting people for leadership, when we're selecting people for servant leader jobs in the church, for us to be encouragers to one another. Help us to learn how to pray faithfully for the church, Father. We are living in serious times. We are living in what we call, and the word calls, the last days. It's unprecedented what we're living in, Father, and we have got to sober up. We've got to get us off of our minds, and we have got to win souls for Jesus Christ, however we can do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Elder, thank you. Thank you. And you could have taken more time, so we're going to come back to you. So feel free to um, share more of what you said you have already uh, have written on pages to share with us. That was a great word. Um, you know, I, I agree with uh, Elder Gail that the church culture is not easy, and it isn't going to be easy, but we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And, you know, God needs each and every one of us. And everything that we face, everything that we face, especially like Elder Gail said, with one another, it helps us to develop also. You may think that you are touching the life of an individual, and yes, you are, if you can minister the word to them and help them. But in that, it also affects you. It helps to develop and mature you. So God uses all of us. We're not to just sit in the pew and do nothing. God says, I need you. I need you and I will develop you and I will will mature you up and I will just show you the way. He's our our guide. He guides and leads us into all truth, all truth. So thank you. Thank you this morning for that word, Elder. Um, It was received, I know, by those of us that are on the call this morning. And we will think about, you know, the church culture. And it's like you said, it's not going to get easier. We're going to have people coming into church that are just broken and a mess, and God is going to use us to help 
to help them get out of the place where the enemy has had them stuck. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I'm excited this morning. Praise the Lord. So, Mr. Helena, please come and lead us all in praying together for the victory that is needed in every situation. Um, we want to be in agreement with you. And so if you will come and the rest of us are going to just be in agreement because there is much power in that agreement. So Minister Helena, please come. Thank you, Mother. Thank you, Ada Gail. That was a great word. That was. Thank you so much. So we have a request from our evangelism ministry. Um, they wanted us to pray for Diana Fisher who had some seizure activities and also had a shoulder dislocation. So they asking for healing upon her. And in their request, they also added for us to pray for homelessness, uh, for God to supply their needs. So let us all get together and uh, submit this request to our Father in heaven. So, Father God, we thank you so much. We adore you. We honor you. We give you this uh, day that you have given us. Father, we are saying it is a privilege for us to be able to come to the throne, for us to be able to stand and to present requests from some of our members. Father God, we thank you so much. We're not taking anything lightly. It is by your grace that we are all up, that we are all have, we all have our mindset that we all know that we need to come to you. And so thank you for giving us that privilege. We know that anytime we come to your throne, anytime we bring our petition to you, you do listen, you analyze it, and you grant us, you grant our results according to your will, according to things that you've already written for us. We know that one of your will for us is, Father God, for us to be made whole, to be made whole according to our faith. And that is written in Mark 5.34. We also know that it is your will for us to be healed because we've already been healed by your stripe. James 5.15 says that the prayer of faith shall save the sick and you shall raise them up. And if the person has committed any sins, they shall be forgiven. So Father God, we are bringing them onto your throne, and we are asking for their healing, and we are asking that if they have seen anything for their sins to be forgiven, it's already written. So we know that you've already granted that in the mighty name of Jesus. And so Diana is getting her healing this morning because we have brought it to that throne. We thank you for being the God that you are. We thank you for being up there. Because any time we know that you are up there, we know that any time we bring any petition, it will be resolved in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you for being the God of the breakthrough. We know plans that you have for all of us. We are your children. And so we know that homelessness is not one of the will. As it's been declared in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. So, Father God, we know that those that are facing these challenges, Father God, we need to do something about it. But we cannot do it without you. So give us the wisdom on how to assist and support 
and empower these members in, our, in the name of Jesus, Father God. We are committing our evangelism team into your hands because they do have encounter with these members. Every member that gets in contact with our evangelism team, Father God, we are praying. We are praying that may your power, may your divine wisdom be empowered onto our evangelism team. That any time they come encounter with any member that is homeless, they will be able to minister your word. Minister your word. Because nobody can do it without you. And so we are, this morning we are asking that any member that will get encounter with our evangelism team members, may they be able to minister your word to anyone that is facing any challenges in life. May they be well equipped to speak your word that cuts anything that is none of you. We ask you for divine wisdom, the wisdom that penetrates, that changes mind, that changes heart, that changes soul in the mighty name of Jesus. We're bringing all of them into the throne, Father God. Shed them as we're going through this building. Build them up. For you are the source of our existence. And therefore, we cannot keep praying for them, but we need to give them the word and let the word work through them so that they can see the manifestation. They can see who you are. For being homeless is none of what you wanted for any of your children. Father God, release your gifts. Release your power through the evangelism team. Help them. They desire to be the vessels of your presence. And so, Father God, give them everything that they need. Empower them. Stir them up so that they'll be able to be someone that can change. We are asking that these members don't have to come into the church, but as they come in contact with the evangelism team, stretch your arms through them so they can show them how to live like your children. May your superabundant grace keep working in them as they are out there touching these members in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you so much for giving us this privilege. We thank you so much for allowing us to pray for our evangelism thing. And we know that all these prayers that are coming through, Father God, a lot of testimonies will come forth because we have prayed this morning. Thank you for being a good God. We love you this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Yes, amen. Yes, we do love you, Lord. We love you this morning. We stand on that scripture verse, Matthew 18, and verse 19 says, If two of you, if two of you shall agree on earth as touching any, anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father, which is in heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For our evangelistic team and all that they do, may every need of theirs be met as they go out and meet the needs of the people. May the word of God May the word of God transform and change these people's lives. That this is not what God intended for them. 
and for healing to take place in Diana, Lord. Father, thank you. Thank you because we know that you heard us. We know that you heard us. And we're going to believe, Father, for some great uh, praise reports. We're going to hear them. We believe it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to go back to our Elder Gail for some final words. And Elder, take a few minutes if you want to share more of what the Lord had given you. Thank you, Elder Heather. Thank you. Uh, I just have a couple of things. I just had written down, be the best you can be to assist in building the church. We are the church. It's not a building. Words matter. People matter. And I, one thing that I really thought about was that in my experience with the church and with building the church and watching the people and seeing different uh, developments in people, a lot of people uh, come into the church with gifts. However, the gifts take them where their character cannot keep them. And so when we're looking among ourselves for people and we see very, very gifted people, sometimes it's not wisdom to just begin to push them up to the forefront. Um, I had gifts when I went into church. And uh, like I said, I was in a music ministry. And... Uh, your character needs to be developed. And so we need to look at people, ask questions of people, know who we're laboring among. We need to not just, we need to be led exclusively by the Holy Spirit as mature believers. Not being hasty to fill a spot or to put a body in a place or to elevate people that are not ready. So it takes time to do that. It means that we've got to spend a little bit of time to get to know them. And I know that in this reset time, Bishop would want us to do that. And, you know, I I will say this one thing and then I'm done. On behalf of our Bishop, he really does the best that he can do. He has always been a leadership person. He wants to develop and mature people to serve so that he can get up and he can give the word and he can produce what he's supposed to do. But he wants us in the church to be fruit-bearing people. He doesn't want people to come to him and tell him that we're mistreating them. And they do. They love to get to him to try and disparage something that has been done because they're immature and they don't realize that that's not the place to take it. So let's begin to help one another uh, in learning how to do our part. Bishop's doing his part and we need to do our part and before God. And at the end of the day, we want the Lord to say to all of us, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's it. That's a wrap, and I approve of that message. (laughs) 
Praise God. Um, we approve of it too, Elder Gail. I'm sure that everyone on the line are are kind of clapping their hands and saying, yes, praise the Lord, yes. And Bishop is. Bishop is doing his very best, and he has he has a heart for the people. And, you know, people do want to get to him because they figure if they get to him, then they can, you know, um, just unload everything that they're going through. But you know what? He's been called to teach and to lead. And he needs more than anything. He needs our our love. Um, he needs us to uh, cover him in prayer uh, and his family. If you think you're a target, if you think the enemy has targeted you, can you imagine what it is that comes against them because they have been set over the house of new destiny? So do pray for Bishop. Do pray for uh, Pastor Adrian. They definitely need to be covered in prayer, covered by the blood of Jesus, that no weapon formed against them is going to prosper. And you know, there's joy that comes in praying for others. Yes, we're to come before the Lord and we're to share our needs and ask the Lord for direction or for healing or for peace or for whatever it is. But there's a lot of joy that comes when you can pray for someone else and you begin to see change take place. You know, we're to be change agents. So let's be the church. Let's be the church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, let the church be the church. Well, we've had a wonderful time this morning, so we're we're going to close it out with a word of prayer. Father, we want to say thank you. Thank you for blessing us this morning with a great word and for prayer for others, Lord. We thank you for encouraging each and every one of us. Thank you. Passion for the things of you are being ignited once again in the lives of people. Passion for the things of you, not the things of this world, but the things of you are being set on fire on the inside of us. And Father, we thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you that evil is being exposed and you are bringing justice into some of the most horrific places because there is evil all around us, Lord. But we're hid in Christ and we're grateful for that. Thank you that your joy, your joy is our strength. That's what we draw strength from, to meet each and everything that comes our way. Thank you that you are teaching us. You're teaching us to distinguish the holy from the profane things of this world. And the righteous shall have favor. We're going to have favor and we will rule rule and we'll reign over the wicked at every opportunity. 
And so for that, we give you thanks. We thank you that we heard a word, a right word this morning. We thank you that we have the opportunity to pray for the needs and the conditions of others. That you work through us, that we are vessels and we need to be vessels of honor, vessels that you can use, not vessels that are tainted and covered with worldliness, but we're vessels of honor. And Father, show each one of us this day as we go about it who we could share the gospel with, who needs an encouraging word, who needs to know that they are cared about. So we say to you, Father, this morning, use us, use us. And we pray these things. In Jesus' name. So, dear ones, tomorrow we have our prayer call. I encourage you, be on it. Also, encourage others to come on the prayer call. We're always blessed. We never go away from the prayer call thinking, oh my. We go away from the prayer call going, yes, oh my, that was good. That was rich. I needed that. So invite others, invite others, okay? And don't forget, there is service tonight, 7 o'clock, in the sanctuary. It's a night of prayer, and it's a night of worship. So I look for you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day, a safe day, and know that God loves you. Please open the line so that we can worship together. Thank you.